I'm Dana Lloyd. Welcome to Soul Sister Conversations, the podcast, where you will be inspired and empowered to connect more deeply with your authentic self as we explore topics of personal development, leadership, and spirituality. Your journey to your most authentic self starts right now. Today, I speak with Cara Dawn Miller of Innerflow Healing. She shares her journey from structural engineer to an energy shift facilitator and the health challenge that led her to her new path. Cara Dawn sheds light on the wisdom of tuning into our energy, how our emotions impact us, and the importance of releasing disempowering energy. She even shares a personal story whereby she released repressed emotions and she gained three quarters of an inch in height. Yup. It's a fascinating topic. Grab a hot beverage and settle in. Welcome, Cara Dawn Miller, to Soul Sister Conversations. Hi, Dana. Thank uh, you for having me. I think this is going to be a fascinating conversation. Um, you are you call yourself an energy shift facilitator or also known as an intuitive energetic healer. Now that is a word that you know I would use a lot. You know, I would say I can feel a person's energy, or I even use the word to refer to my state of being, like I feel energetic or my energy's up or down. Uh, but it's not something that's tangible. And I feel like you're about to shed some light on a topic that feels a wee bit mysterious. So can you tell me, you know, what is an energy shift facilitator? facilitator? What do you do? Yes, very good question. So I'm just going to back up a little bit. Instead of going right to the energy shift facilitator, I'm just going to talk a little bit about uh, energy healing. So I feel like uh, the word that some people or the majority of us, if we've heard of an energy healer before, um, you know, it's Taking that aspect of ourselves that's, that's not this physical body, but actually, like you mentioned, that actually gives us energy. So we notice during the days, um, or our days, if things happen, the energy we have in the body shifts, and or how we're feeling actually shifts during the day. And it can shift very quickly from one second feeling happy and excited to hearing something maybe a bad news or hurting yourself in some fashion. And all of a sudden your feeling inside the body changes. And so the cool thing to understand and for people to be aware of is how you're feeling in any moment or any second is actually, it's your energy. What is happening in the body is you're actually feeling a different sensation in the body. So if you think of you're feeling excited or you're feeling angry, those two emotions feel very different in your body. And also they can feel very different for different people. So I may feel anger very differently than you, Dana, feel anger in your body. And so if we can think of our emotions as a form of energy, a different form of energy, depending on the emotion and the energy healing, if you wish, is to really balance that because a lot of the times you know, feeling those uncomfortable emotions don't feel very good. Mm. And that affects every aspect of our life. It affects how we make decisions. If you're tired, you're going to make a different decision or have a different perception or view about a certain situation than if you were rested and feeling really healthy. Mm. That's interesting. So if we think of the terms energy healing, it's really to put that, 
I don't want to use the word control, but our state of being all day long into a more balanced state so that during the day, as we have different emotions, that we can actually understand them, assess them, and then actually change them according to how we really want to feel. Mm. Does that make sense? It does. So you're saying that we have control over how how we can feel. We absolutely do. Mm. We absolutely do. Um, and we can. However, that's not something that most of us are taught. Right. So true. And so that's why I want to, I just want to back up a bit because I know it's your passion to help people find the root cause of their symptoms that they're having by helping them tune into their energy in their body. But you didn't start out doing this work. Now, I know we've joked on this uh, podcast many times about, you know, energy and th- those con- that kind of language is woo-woo. But you don't come from a very woo-woo background. That You actually started out as a, a civil engineer <laughs> And that's really where your healing journey began. Can you take us back to that? What was happening with you uh, in your last year of civil engineering? Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, very, very true. I have a degree in civil engineering and very much, you know, um, factual, Mm -hmm. no emotion whatsoever. Um, It's either, you know, it's this way or it's not that way. Yes. Um, There's no gray area. And so at that time, yeah, my last year, I was going through a lot of digestive issues with my body, um, feeling very uncomfortable the majority of the time, um, feeling very bloated, um, gassy, very uncomfortable, and a lot of abdominal pain. And I remember uh, rushing home, almost even running to my apartment so that I could go into my bed and hopefully fall asleep um, so that when I woke up, it seemed to me that when I woke up, I had 20 minutes that I could feel normal. Mm. And so I had a, a knowing, a deeper knowing that this, I wasn't okay living my life like this, that there was actually something deeper going on. And I wanted to find out what that was. Mm. And so anyway, I had had a conversation with my mother and someone through conversation had told her about this allergy clinic um, in the area that I was studying uh, in Fredericton. And so I made an appointment and I went and it was all about energy. Mm. And she had the the practitioner had graphs, she had numbers and colors and everything to, to explain to me what was going on inside my body from an energetic point of view. Did that speak to your um, data driven self being an engineer? (laughs) (laughs) It did. And I still use those today in my workshops. Here's this graph and colors and numbers. Um, For all the skeptics. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. And so you actually can measure the state of energy in your body and specifically in each organ. Wow. Um, And so and so I made a shift. I made a change in how I ate. Um, That's where it began. And I went back six months later and there was a drastic Um, significant um, change in the numbers, the energy level of the organs in my body to be more healthy. So, so when I saw that and I experienced the shift in my body feeling better, um, I I was all in and it just, it just went from there. I had to learn more. I wanted to 
you know, gain the knowledge and, and start doing this not only for myself, but to help family and friends. Yes. And, and was it just, not to say just the food, but you said, you know, you changed your eating. What, what other things were happening or you were asked to do that you began to feel better? Well, like the, the first, the first thing was the eating yeah. um, for sure. And then. The so what, were, what was your that, uh, diet like? Uh, you know, previous to this, so you know, where, was it like a teenager's diet? You know, eating junk food. You know, as you're studying for exams, or what? What you know, what was the shift in your diet? Yeah, well, actually, you know, I was living on my own, and so it would just—I would just say it was a normal, you know, Canadian diet where mm-hmm. you know I ate fruits and vegetables and meats and you know, and pastries and, you know, things like that, that, you know, you think is a normal diet. Mm -hmm. Um, However, I had noticed previously that dairy products, like if I ate ice cream, I didn't feel very good. Um, If, if I ate things that were spicy, I didn't feel very good. So I wouldn't normally eat those a lot. However, it got a little bit or quite a bit more specific in the sense that almost anything in a package was not okay for me. Mm. Anything with spices, any additives, anything. So I went down to a very basic, very basic um, diet, which really was a little bit challenging because it takes more time to prepare. I had, you know, to read the labels of everything. However, I noticed very quickly, even in, in three days, it made a difference. Wow. So, so and, you notice a difference very quickly. I did. Wow. Yeah. And that, that's know, hopeful for also, people. <laughs> well, yeah. And it also starts to shift, shift your way of thinking, right? Because you're actually now more concerned, not con- well concerned, but you're more aware now of actually what, what it is that you're putting into your body. Mm, yeah. And so that's the other thing. What we put into our body is not only our food, but it's also our thoughts and our feelings. Right. So you had the, the food portions, um, you, you, you saw the direct correlation to the food. So the thoughts and the feelings, can you speak to that? I, you know, how, how long did it, I, I know I'm always like a person that asks, like, how long did it take? But <laughs> I'm just curious. <laughs> I'm like, was this like fixed in a month or, but you know, you know, I know, and I know it's not just one moment in time, but so you be, you know, no. you very quickly saw the impact of the food. So then take us down the path of the thoughts and feelings. Cause I think that's a very interesting piece of this. Yeah, so what happened was I called this or the practitioner called this like the elimination diet. So the avoidance, you avoid anything. Like I said, there was numbers that I got a printout on. So mm-hmm. there was a certain scale. So, you know, the the food items on this list that had the scale, if it was below 30, I was to avoid it. And if it was above, let's say 60, I was to avoid it. So I did that. I would have to say roughly about a year. And I noticed I had certain improvement, but then it stopped. There's your your no improvement further... stopped? You mean it, it, it plateaued? Yeah, it plateaued. It didn't get any better. Didn't get any worse? It didn't get any worse unless, for example, you know, I had gone somewhere to a restaurant where I didn't have full control over what I was eating. And okay. I had to order something. And so it seemed that there was always something in no matter what I ordered, that was going to affect me after I ate it. Mm. So I really got tired of that. And so at this time, I was living in 
um, Alberta actually went there to do grad studies at the U of A for structural engineering. (laughs) And (laughs) I'm thinking not woo woo. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely not woo woo. No, completely scientific. (laughs) Um, Anyway, I, I found a practitioner there in Edmonton who did similar um, energy treatments. And Mm. so I went to see her and she started me on these actually energetic uh, balancing treatments. And so it's something, well, the process is called NATE. If anyone's heard of it and you can look it up online, it's an acronym N A E T. And so I started with those treatments and I will go every week And it was after, I think, week 10, um, all of a sudden I went in for a treatment and she brought out a stress vial, a little glass vial that had supposedly the energy components of stress. And when she showed it to me, I started laughing, like, how is it possible that you could have in this little glass vial hold the energy of stress? Like, that didn't make sense to me at that time. Mm Mm-hmm. Anyway, it was all for it. I had nothing to lose. Right. And so I, I was treated energetically for, for this vial of stress, the emotion of how it impacted my body. Mm-hmm. And I would go back every week and every week we would do something different. And I quickly noticed that these emotional energetic balancing, these treatments had a more significant impact on how I felt in my body than just doing the food items. Mm. How so? Clearing. Well, my body would feel better. I would have less symptoms. I would have less cramping or, or abdominal pain where before, you know, I would have it even more, you know, I'd have it. The frequency would be less. So you were eating a, a, this elimination diet, you had improved your dieting, you noticed that it came to a plateau, and now you've added this energetic balancing to it. And so you were sometimes still experiencing symptoms. And then this energetic balancing actually took, you know, started seeing the improvements rise again. Correct. Mm. Interesting combo. So I had, I had more energy. And if I did eat something that previously would have caused me discomfort, I wasn't seeing that as severe or as frequent as I did previously. Okay. And so this was over a year at this point. Yes, correct. So I kept going. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, (laughs) you kept kept feeling better. (laughs) (laughs) I kept going. And, and the thing with, with me was that I noticed, and I know this will help other people um, really see the tangible results because really, you know, you, you talk about woo, 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 or this is energy. And how does, how does that actually work physically? Um, and so I will say that there, you know, as you do one of those treatments specifically for food items, um, the protocol was after you left the clinic with the treatment, you had to avoid that item for 24 hours. So you could in no way come in contact with that item. So how did that happen when you held the stress vial? Yeah, so the stress (laughs) vial is a little bit different. You can't you can't avoid stress, so to speak. Yes. (laughs) Um, But when it came to foods, if it was a food vial, the energy, say, of carrots or whatever it was, you had to avoid that particular food. Yeah, correct. Mm -hmm. And so I remember 
I remember one specifically, it was on sodium. And so um, I had to avoid sodium, which meant even tap water because some tap water right. holds some sodium in it naturally. And I had to buy distilled water to wash my hands, to bathe in and everything. So it became a bit more challenging. And of course, we did this over the weekend. So I wasn't at work either. I could stay at home. Right. Um, but, but this particular weekend was over Thanksgiving. I touched tap water. I had forgotten just out of habit. And a rash started breaking out on my body. And then I, had, I went all weekend. Um, so I ended up eating. Like I waited the 24 hours. And then I was, you know, eating food with salt in it. Um, and the rash got worse. So I had to wait the long weekend before I could go back to the clinic to have the treatment redone, basically. Um, and so my body was breaking out in a rash. It was having a physical reaction to, to that treatment for salt. Wow. So there was actually a physical symptom occurring so that, you know, my, my brain, my analytical mind says, wow, okay, there's something actually going on when I have these treatments because then I could physically see it in my body. So was that a reaction, like a, a clearing reaction to, so you're getting, you know, you're supposed to stay away from it, then you got exposed to it. So your body's saying, uh, it was like a sign saying, no, no, you can't do this, even though you didn't have rashes before when you had salt? Correct. So it's, um, your body becomes like over, like super sensitive okay. to that treatment during that 24 hours, because what happens is you're, you're basically resetting the electrical um, system in your body, your nervous system. Okay. So if the body gets overloaded with an allergen or something that you're, that, you know, your body thinks is a harmful substance, whether it's a harmful substance or not, your body thinks it is, your body's going to be able to handle and filter so much. But then if it's overloaded, there's nothing it can do. It has to come out in some form in the physical body. Mm. And yeah. so when you start this re you're basically retraining the electrical system of your body to no longer see that substance as a threat. It's it, salt is not a threat. We need salt. Right. And so once you start that process, it actually takes a, a, a molecule in your body 24 hours to go through all the energetic lines in your body linked to all the major organs. So that's why there's the, 24 hour period. Okay. And so when that 24 hour period's going on, you don't want to come in contact because you're clearing out the effect of all the previous times when you had salt, mm. for example. But if you come in contact with it, your body's super sensitive. It can't deal with it at all. And so it's going to come out. Mm. So you were noticing all of these, you were doing this clearing and, and, and so what were you, what were you surmising from from all of this? What were you learning? What was, what were you waking up to? There's something to, something to the energy in our body. There's mm. something to it. It's not just our physical body, but there's something more going on mm. and that we can actually access that information and we can actually learn and, and help ourselves. To do that. We can actually do this for ourselves. There's a way. There was a way, yeah. Because then how long did you, so you, this was well over a year, so obviously you continued with those treatments. What Was that, did you continue for quite a while longer then? 
I did for, for many years later, actually. And then I moved back to New Brunswick and, you know, luckily there was another practitioner who did these very same treatments, um, five minutes away from my home. Mm. And, and so then how, then what point did you decide I'm leaving the land of data and going into the land of energy healing and, (laughs) and making that and wanting to make that difference? (laughs) Well, yeah, because, you know, going on and, and continuing these these treatments and then when I would go, I would have an emotional treatment and then another food item. And, you know, by this time I was married with, with two small kids right. and, you know, for me bringing up two children and, you know, one is very sensitive to food items like myself. And so I actually started taking my son, who's my firstborn to have these treatments as well when he was very young um, was that, you know, I don't want to bring up, you know, my two children in this world to feel stressed and overwhelmed and pressure and then have these physical issues going on with their body where they don't feel good. Mm. I felt like it was my duty to, you know, show them a different way and be able to teach them that, you know, we can have control over our bodies and we don't have to feel stressed, but we can actually feel good in life. Mm. So it was really the motivation of my children. I didn't want them to grow up feeling like I felt. Right. And and do you have any sort of, I guess, uh, theories on why do some people, you know, are more sensitive to things? You know, some people have allergies or just are, are you know, just even emotionally uh, more sensitive. You know, why, you know, why do some people show up like that in the world? Yeah, very good question. Um, some some people are very much more emotional than others. Um, I do believe that, you know, we are, there, there's a component to it that we are born that way. So you're either born you know, very Mm. sensitive, or you're not so sensitive. Um, So I feel like there's a a connection to that energy when we're even when we're born that really, you know, that's how we're born. So we really have no control over that aspect. Yes. But also the experiences that we have in life. So it's definitely influenced by, you know, our parents and, those people that we spend time with mm-hmm. and have been influenced by also plays a part in, in the people that we become. Right. And so you went down this path. So, you know, being a, um, obviously a, a highly educated person, you actually have education in this energy healing space as well. So what was the first course that you took or that you yeah. were awakened to? Yeah, well, the first course that I took um, was was Reiki. Okay. Um, and I yeah. took that um, in Newfoundland. So I lived in Newfoundland for two and a half years as well. And, and I was still doing engineering there. And it was Reiki um, that I took. And so I bought my first massage table. And I would go to my friend's house and set it up in her kitchen. And, you know, I would do these healings on myself and my children and my spouse is also an engineer and he wasn't quite open to that just at that moment so I didn't really work on him (laughs) that's another story (laughs) all the engineers that are listening they're like nodding their head (laughs) yeah 
Because <laughs> I've heard Absolutely. Reiki, I've uh, used the word, I've, I've experienced it myself, um, or people have done it, you know, I guess to me. Uh, and I know lots of people who are Reiki masters and so on. And, and I'm just thinking, what did you notice from the Reiki? Because that's all, that's all about energy and moving energy. Is, is that correct? Yeah, it is. So the, the, the most significant and the first thing I noticed is that I could actually begin to feel energy with my hands. Mm. You personally, like do, if you were put, I guess, putting your hands over somebody or. Correct. Mm. Correct. And so, um, you know, I, I, I took my training and then I would ask friends and family if I could, you know, have them lay on the table so I could, so I could do Reiki for them. And I, what I began to notice was that I would begin to feel different sensations in my hands. And then I would bring that up to them. And, you know, I might be over a certain area of their body and I would say, Oh, I'm feeling this, whether it was heat or tingling or cold or a stinging sensation over that part of the body. And I would ask them, does this make sense? Do you have issues with this part of your body? And the majority of the time, yes, there was something, there was something going on that they were noticing in their body. So you could sense and it. I really, I could feel it. I feel could feel it. it. And, and when I do these sessions, I, I keep my eyes closed because I really want to tune into what I'm feeling as opposed to being distracted by actually, you know, what I might be looking at, you know? Now, would you say that what, what you're doing, like, would you say that's a gift or that was something that you learned through um, taking Reiki and all these other courses? Well, you know what? We all have the ability to do this and to feel energy. And that's the first place that I recommend everyone begin to start is to feeling their own energy. Mm. Um, but it's also something that can be taught. And of course, it's through practice, because that's how we learn anything. Mm -hmm. Being in this human body is yes. through is through practice, you know. Mm. So how do you because um, that's one of the things that you're passionate about is getting people to tune into their own subtle energies. Because I think this has a lot to do with awareness and presence. You know, we spend so much time going outside of our bodies, looking out to the world. And, you know, I talk a lot about on this show about going inward. And and I have a feeling this, this has to, to do with that again. Um, can you explain how you begin to teach people that? Is that what you do in workshops? You do teach people to feel their own energy or to tune into their bodies? Yeah, absolutely. To tune into your bodies, um, you know, is really one of the first things, as well as understanding emotions, like we talked about earlier, mm -hmm. understanding that an emotion in your body feels different, and it can feel different for myself and, and yourself or anyone else. And so it's, it's really to understand what emotions are, that they're just a different energy that you're feeling in the body. Um, and that, you know, you're not your emotion. It's just, you're feeling that it's an experience. Mm. So it's understanding emotions and frequency. And so I get into the numbers and things like that. And it's also then, yeah, to, to, to tune into your body because the big message is that our energy has all the answers that we're looking for. You know, we really right. don't have to go elsewhere or look for, you know, someone specific to help us with what we're going through. But if we actually learn and practice to be still and to listen to our bodies, it has the answers. Mm. I love that so statement. Cool yeah, our energy has all the answers. 
That's a great soundbite. Because, uh, you it know, does. in a world where we'd rather, you know, not even rather, it's just we don't know what to do. We, you know, seek out other people's help to help us figure this out. I think it's a very empowering statement. It's a, well, that's the thing, empowering. So how many of us are in a disempowering state at many times during the day or in our life, just like I was, you know, when I talked about being sick digestively, you know, at that time, I felt like, you know, there's something wrong with me or I need to go find a doctor or someone, someone else externally to help me. But what I found out is everything that I need to know and everything that I need to do to help myself is already within me and it's within everyone. Mm. And, and this and is so all linked to, this can help us, um, I guess, you know, solve our illnesses or shed light on it. Absolutely. Mm. Yeah. Because you say um, disharmony begins in our energy before we experience any symptoms in our body. What do you mean by that? It does. So if you think we're energy before we're a physical body, so so we feel emotions well before we feel discomfort in our physical body. Mm, so our emotions okay. then are really a precursor to what's coming? It is because remember earlier I said emotions is an energy flowing through the body. So the energy flows through the body and our body is just a conduit. So we then we feel the effects of that energy. Mm. So, so we need to think of not starting with, oh, I have these symptoms. This is what's going on, but it's actually, I need to go a little bit deeper. So I'm not going to go, you know, and, and for example, work out. 24 seven or take all these supplements and it's going to fix me and it will help most certainly it can uh, but we need to go back a little bit deeper to finding the root cause of why these symptoms are showing up in the first place mm. so and and I don't know you know I'm, I'm asking really for a crash course and backing this up so it's like <laughs> you know so maybe you could shed a little bit light we don't need the entire workshop um, people can, can sign up for them. But so when you have someone who comes before you and say something like you had, you'd had digestive issues, you know, I hear lots of people yeah. have that. So then, you, you know, I don't know if it's the first step or what is it that you do to, to take them back to that root cause? Yeah. So what happens is if someone comes to see me or even in a group meditation, um, you know, the client will come in or the people will come in for the group session and they get themselves in a very comfortable position physically. Okay. So if we can allow our bodies, physical bodies to relax, so we're not tense, we're not holding ourselves in any way um, is the first step. So we really want to comfort our physical body. And then what I do is I, I guide you into a relaxed state using guided meditation. And so I also incorporate sound healing, which is, one of the oldest forms of healing known to man sound mm. we're infusing um, that sound vibration you know we don't only hear it with our ears but we feel it with the body mm. and so you're being guided to let go of the thinking mind the thoughts that we all think that we all have frequently and a lot of the times most of the time they're negative and repetitive right so it's to calm the thinking mind down mm. first so that you can relax. And then at that point, when you're calm, there's a lot more information that can be ex accessible right. through your energy because you're not now trying to um, 
you're not trying to, what am I trying to say? Um, you're not trying to force or control where the session goes. Right. Cause that's what the thinking so mind someone, wants to do. The thinking mind <laughs> wants, like, I know what it is. Yeah. I know what's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And that's actually a form of protection. So that's yes. something, you know, we can talk about at another time, but it's also, um, you know, the thinking mind is trying to keep us protected. It's trying to keep us safe because when we do access the root cause or underlying emotional issues that can be uncomfortable. Mm, yeah. And so once the thinking mind is calm, then there's nothing for the client to do. This is, this is the amazing part. They can lay there in a very relaxed, calm state and their energy reveals um, what the blockage is. And the, and the cool thing is what the energy reveals is only what the person is ready to let go of. So it won't be anything (laughs) that they're not ready for. Right. That's the really significant part of this. And so Um, So now I've been trained to and intuitively as I've been training and and practicing, um, I'm able to interpret the energy. And so um, you are able to interpret the energy. Can you say more about that? Yeah. So in the session, um, my intention is at that energetic level, what is ready to shift today? Hence the energy shift facilitator. I'm facilitating the shift of energy only to what the client is able to let go of. And it's no, again, it's no work on the client's part. It's just the, just asking the energy and the energy is there to help support that individual that energy wants the person to be healthy. It wants the person to be safe. It wants the person to, um, like, to be in a state of of joy. It wants mm. that for the person. Mm. Would you call so your, Would you what, call yourself a medical intuitive? Well, see, that's what that's what's been coming up, and so the energy will will show me. So I'll get that as an intuitive knowing. I'll even sometimes see visions. Really? And so it's ha- it's happened that, yeah, I've been, my, the energy sends me to a place in the body. So maybe it could be the hip joint, for example, or the intestines. And I've actually, well, seen with my eyes closed. So I get a vision of where the blockage is in the body. And so, yeah, I've gone in and seen, um, you know, the inflammation in someone's intestines. I've been drawn and seen the vision of where the stomach empties out into the intestines, that there's informa- inflammation there. There's a blockage of energy there that's causing the operation in the body to not be where it actually needs to be for a full functioning, healthy body. So that's the issue. That's what's going on. And so then I'm able to access what that repressed emotion is or that memory that's held in that those cells in that particular location of the physical body. So if you're standing in line next to somebody at the grocery store, can you tell if there's something going on with them? <laughs> like really? Cause I was a little bit scared yeah. to have this conversation. I'm like, Oh my God, what is she going to tell me about myself? <laughs> Well, I have to intentionally want to do that for someone. So I just, I'm not like 
I mean, imagine you're going about your day and you you're walking by all these people in the grocery store, for example. I mean, that can be overwhelming, right? Yes, I would say. I, I don't I don't want to do that. I need to look after me <laughs> first. <laughs> right. That makes sense. That makes sense. So, however, that being said, um, you know, sometimes, yeah, I might get the feeling like, oh, I'm not sure what's going on with that person, but I'm not really liking it. Or I might get the feeling like, you know, that person feels sad, but then I just leave it at that and I just continue on my way. Right. Mm. But there's also needing to ask permission. You know, this right. is something that, um, you know, your your values, your due diligence is to, you, you know, you need to ask permission first before you invade someone's space. <laughs> yes. Before you invade their <laughs> energy and they don't even know what's going on. Uh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I can see people seeing you coming. They're like, "Uh oh, (laughs) what's she going to tell me?" (laughs) But you are a responsible practitioner. You do not invade people's energy. That's right. (laughs) I need permission. You need permission. So you mentioned uh, a very, you know, you mentioned this repressed emotion. So you, you know, you get people into this, this calm state, and you can tell where the repressed emotion is. And I think a very significant thing because you actually said in your own healing that you actually got taller as a result of releasing these repressed emotions and I was like say what (laughs) so can you can you speak to that the whole repressed emotion and even to your own personal story of getting taller absolutely because that sounds like Um, wild It is wild. I, I'm 39, and it was actually when I was 38, I got taller. Wow. <laughs> um, yeah. So so we hold these, these repressed emotions inside, and I'll just speak a little bit on that. So a repressed emotion is, a, is a, an uncomfortable emotion that we started to feel at some point in our life that was uncomfortable based on whatever experience was going on around us Mm. and our perception of what was happening at the time. And, you know, we couldn't make sense of it. Um, We weren't able to feel it fully because we felt like it wasn't okay to be angry at that time, or it's not appropriate to be sad because I need to be tough. Mm. Um, We have some reasoning that happens unconsciously that says, I can't feel this right now. It's not safe. Right. And so we, we shut it down somehow, or we downplay it. We make it something that we can handle in that moment, Mm. but it wasn't fully felt by us that, that feeling that vibration through the body, that uncomfortableness was, was stopped at some level. Mm. Okay. So because it wasn't fully felt, it wasn't, able to fully flow through our body and then out, it got stored. Okay. okay. And the body decides where it wants to store it at that cellular level. It actually gets stored in the cells of our body. And so if you can imagine, you can call it like these little, our little children, the cells of our body. And if, if the, the cells are not getting the right instruction, just like if you tell the kids, you know, go get me that blue pen but you didn't tell them the blue pen was on the table instead of in the drawer, then they're confused. Right. So it's no different than the the communication between the cells of the body. They're confused. So on one hand, they're saying life's great. But on the other hand, it's saying, no, actually it's not great. I have to protect myself. Right. 
And so the communication within the cells is not ideal. And so the cells can't function at the normal healthy function. So, so people's immune system is weakened. Their mm -hmm. digestive right. system is weakened. Their respiratory system is weakened. Their, their sinuses, their whatever the system is for you. And we all have a weakened system in our body because we'll, you know, for myself it was digestion, right? You know, for other people, it could be respiratory or it could be your joints or it could be whatever it is for you. And this applies to everything. You know, does this relate to things like cancer and it just depends how it shows up for people? Yeah, well, it's a disharmony in the body. So the cells no longer can do what they're supposed to do because their instructions has been scrambled. Right. Mm. And so who knows how it's going to come out in dysfunction in your body and symptoms but if we see symptoms going on so any pain discomfort in the body that doesn't heal in its natural time like if you stub your toe you stub your toe and that right. takes what a couple of days to heal and then it's done and it's over right but if you stubbed your toe in a couple of days it didn't heal properly you're like what the heck's going on with my toe it didn't heal well there's actually something deeper causing that not to heal properly because your body knows how to heal itself okay so it does when, it automatically yeah so when people have you know because obviously you're speaking to traumas and things that people had in their life whether their you know parents got divorced or they went through a divorce or i don't know a you know conflict or whatever it is you know so many people have those kinds you know if you're a human you're going to experience that kind of um you know those experiences what do you do in that moment so that it doesn't get lodged in your cells? Like, what should we be doing? Yeah, you have to allow yourself to feel the emotion until it's done. So like crying or journaling or just, just, just not to avoid it? Not to avoid it. So, you know, if you get angry at someone... You, you need to allow that anger to flow through your body. However, that being said, you need to make sure you're safe. So safety is number one. Right. Um, but you may need, if there's someone else involved, you may need to say, like, excuse me, I need to go into this room and remove yourself so you don't do any harm to anyone else. Right. But you allow that anger to be anger until the anger has gone. Because, Dana, when you get angry, you're not angry for the rest of your life. Right. You're angry for maybe 10 minutes, five minutes, 15 minutes. Maybe you're angry for two hours. So in the moment that you begin to feel that emotion, firstly, you need to make sure that you're safe and those around you are safe. So if you need to remove yourself or excuse yourself, go ahead and do that. And maybe you need to go out and, and scream outside and shake and, and lay on the ground or or ball yourself up in a ball until it's done. Hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes total sense. So that's one way that we can actually process that is just to experience the sadness, the anger, uh, whatever it is. For as long as it takes, yes. And we and don't then, have to take it out at someone else. We just have to work through it ourselves. No, because you're feeling the energy inside of your right, body. Right. It's you that's feeling it. Yeah. Right. Only you. And so then the second part to that, so that would be the first one to practice allowing yourself to feel it until it's done. And then, and then the next thing would be 
then to go back and like you mentioned, journaling would be okay. I felt angry when this happened and right. What happened? Did someone say something? Did you have a thought? Did you get certain news? And that triggered that anger. What was the trigger? Cause that's the gem. You want to know right. what the thought was. Cause if someone said something to you, then you interpret it in a certain way. Right. And then the emotion came. See the emotion. See, it comes after, but there's a thought first, right? You interpreted those words you were told or you read something and there was an interpretation and then the emotion comes next. Right. So it is going back and, and, and then understanding what was that trigger for me? Because that's where that information is mm. that we, we need to get at. I'm hearing self-awareness again, knowing what are our hot buttons, knowing what derails us, knowing all of that and uh, mm -hmm. being able to deal with that in the moment. And I'm also hearing, we've spoken on the show before uh, about, you know, law of attraction, uh, you know, creating the life you want. It has to do with thoughts and you have a feeling and then you take an action or an inaction so that everything that really is showing up in your life is a result of your thoughts, which, you know, is wild for some people to believe, right? And there, yeah. there is this link that we, we move through this. So, and I like that because, you know, whatever proceeds out of emotion is a thought. You're right. We had a reaction to something that created an emotion. Yes. yes. Yeah. And so that's the yeah. magic is unlocking those repressed emotions. It is. Yeah. Because we want our physical body to be healthy and we want our thinking mind to be positive and empowering for ourselves. Mm. And that influences how we feel inside of our body. Do we feel more excited and joyful when we wake up? Mm -hmm. And are we able to handle things that come at us because we're, we're in relationship, you know, with our family and, and they're going through their emotions. And so, you know, if they have conflict or they have an emotion and then that can influence how we feel. But, but the thing is, you know, to know that only, ourselves are in control of how we feel. So those mm. around us can be in whatever state they're in because right. we have no control. We're not them. Yeah. So and, then yeah, go ahead. that helps us to maneuver our life and, and to be, you know, emotionally balanced or take in the information. And then we get to decide how we respond instead of just full blown reaction. Mm. And so are you, because you talk about vibrations or you've even said about, you know, frequency and energy and about, you know, raising people's vibrations. So once you get people calm, you're helping them to, you know, unlock, you're not even, you say you're facilitating, they're let, you're willing to release whatever they're willing to release in that moment. Then does that help raise their vibration or do you do something else to help them raise their vibration so that they're vibrating at a higher frequency, not a low frequency? Yeah. So, so again, if we go back to those numbers and emotions, so emotions are energy, energy and motion. And if you think of uncomfortable feelings, they have a low frequency, so a low number. So, so they measure energy in Hertz. Mm -hmm. So you can say fear has an energy of a hundred, let's say a hundred Hertz, for example, mm -hmm. but joy has one of 500, for example. 
So when we talk about raising a person's vibration, it just means you're actually feeling better. And believe it or not, anger feels better than shame, for example. Is this scientific? So yes. <laughs> okay. You, you, okay, you, yes. You can, find, you can find these graphs and these numbers. Yes, yes. yeah. Well, I find that interesting. <laughs> so why do you think anger is better than shame? I think people might think it's a low-level energy, but is it because you're responding? Is it... Well, but just think for a second. If you feel shameful, you feel like there's really something wrong with you. Mm. You need to hide yourself. You're not worthy. But if you feel angry, that's very explosive. There's actually a hot, there's an energy flowing through the body that needs to be expelled, right? Right. Mm. There's higher energy there. It's, it can be explosive. But shameful is very contracted very mm. repressed you don't want to right. see her go anywhere you just want to stay curled up in a ball for example right so if you can even allow yourself in any moment to feel better whether you change your state you start dancing force yourself to dance or force yourself to smile you even send that signal to your body that things are they're okay they're not quite as bad as what they were a second ago mm. that's actually raising your vibration and so at the end of the session you know, at the end of the session, people, clients, you know, they don't want to leave. They don't want to get up off that massage table. They feel such at peace and mm. so calm and relaxed, maybe even feeling more relaxed and calm than what they've ever felt in their life. Mm. And they don't want to leave. So some of them will fall asleep and start snoring in two <laughs> seconds because they actually allow their body to be in a state of relaxation and calm and their body is so drained of energy because they're trying to live their life from this particular state all day long that they're so tired that they just fall asleep in seconds isn't that amazing and, that and, you're providing that magical moment of just safety you're almost providing like a being a vessel to hold that space for them so that they can be calm they have nothing to do no place to go and and their body sinks into calmness Oh, absolutely, Dana. This this is what is so amazing. And, mm. and this is one of my passions and my whys actually is because I felt that, you know, I've gone for an energy session myself and I, and I lay there at the end on the table at the end of the session. And then I set up and I'm like, wow, this is what peace really feels like. And, and if I can provide even a glimpse of that for someone else for a second, because I know what that feels like, it is worth it because we're all worth to feel like that. Mm. We all are worthy to feel relaxed and comfort and peace, no matter what our thinking mind thinks is going on around us, the chaos that we think we all live in. Right. It's true. You know? And I think that's what we're all seeking. Is you're exactly right. We just, you know, so many people say, I just want to be happy. I just want to be, but happy is this really big encompassing word where I think it speaks to joy. It speaks to peace. There's so much drama. And, I, you know, as you and I are speaking right now, there's a whole global thing going on. And, and I think it's, it's can make, it's making more people anxious and, um, yeah. You know, I think even just having this conversation helps calm everything down, knowing that we have personal responsibility and control over this. And I even noticed, uh, I saw something on social media the other day that uh, Deepak Chopra had offered a meditation online. And basically, they sort of broke the internet. You know, they just couldn't get that many people on. There were so many more people seeking out 
uh, that, you know, that quiet, calm space. And I thought that really spoke to what people are seeking. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. It's, uh, it can be, or it is a great time of fear right now. And you, when you talk about anxiety, I mean, a lot of the symptoms that my clients experience is anxiety. And that is a, you know, a, a form of fear. And, you know, what, what's the media portraying to people right now? Fear, be fearful. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the, the lowest, you know, it's, it's a very low frequency. And so if you're hearing that all day long, then that puts your body into a, a fearful state, a low vibration, and then that lowers our immune system. Mm. It's so true. So, yeah. And so what, you know, what can we do? for ourselves and then and then for our families is that we need to be responsible for ourselves which means we need to sit with ourselves and we need to become quiet and allow all that noise just to dissipate and then notice for yourself what what begins to happen how do you begin to feel when you let the noise just dissipate i mean you can just lay on your floor in the living room or in your bed and if you just let all that noise go, you know, you'll, you'll be very surprised possibly of, of what's there. Mm. It's so funny. Cause I it's, keep having conversations like this on the podcast and that is a theme. Just get quiet and see what comes up. Yeah. It seems like and, a great way to you, dredge up some things that if you're not certain, cause it might people that might say, I don't know what triggers me. I don't know what's wrong. I don't know what emotions yeah. are repressed. It feels like you're pointing to just take some time to practice being quiet with yourself and see what comes up. Yeah. See, see what comes up. What is the feelings in your body? Like start, get quiet and then tune into your physical bodies. Where do you feel an ache? Where do you feel a pain? Where do you feel a little twinge? Because when we're busy day to day, we don't notice that. Mm-hmm. until it gets bad enough that we say, oh, my leg's really hurting. And it starts to impact how you move in your daily life. And then you notice it. Mm-hmm. But but the cool thing is you can you can pick that up before it gets to that state. Good point. How, how does that yeah, relate so- to us when, you know, as we're aging, so many people, um, and, you know, I could be included in that, that if you have a twinge, you're like, oh, that's old age. Oh, that must be because I'm getting older. Is it aging or does it mean there's more stuff that's probably coming up for us? You know, it's stockpiling. We're at a certain age and it's starting to really, you know, show up. Would that be true? Or, or is it sometimes just aging? Yeah, well, you need to tune in. It's going to be different for everybody, you know, so y- I can't speak to that a hundred percent, but you know, you need to tune into yourself. And a lot of that is we've heard it before. We've heard our grandparents say that's old age. Don't get old. So we think it's old age. Well, right. Is it? Old programming, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That there's something yeah. that the, I think it's an interesting place to look as you're saying, when we have twinges, when we have things that are going on, just to say, what's that about and get quiet and see what answers come up because I, you know, our bodies are very wise And it's amazing what answers we do come up with when we actually just sit still. I know for me, I often journal. So all those fears or dreams all come out on the page. It's a very good way to help me release some of that stuff. Yes. And and that is a really good way. Um, The journaling, you know, Mm. is a really good way. And really, I mean, we need to feel these feelings that we didn't allow ourselves to feel previously. There's no, there's, you know, no way around that. You didn't allow yourself to feel it. 
So guess what? We need to do it now. But also understand that when you're laying on a massage table or you're laying in your bed or on your living room floor, you're safe. Right. You know, those those feelings are uncomfortable, but they're safe and they're not going to last forever. They might last for 30 seconds or two minutes. And that's one of the things that I talk the person through um, during a session is I know it's uncomfortable, but you're here, you're safe. So I know that you can feel it. I know that you can you can do this right now. And that that brings comfort to someone to know that, hey, you know, you've experienced this before. So you can comfort me. You can reassure me that. I can feel this uncomfortable, uncomfortable feeling now, um, but then in 30 seconds or two minutes, it's gone. And, and then guess what? When you leave, you know, that's no longer stored in your body. Mm. It's gone. That's and you can go on to the next one. Mm. Well, like, how empowering is that? You've just done that for yourself because you allowed yourself to sit there and be uncomfortable. And now it's, it's gone. And how brave to sit in the uncomfortableness because you know we like to avoid those feelings (laughs) yeah and that's that's what happens in the beginning right Mm. we yeah it's so true so it's just absolutely life changing and so yeah I've gotten taller I had (laughs) we're getting back to that again (laughs) so how much did you get Um, taller by well nearly three quarters of an inch wow and uh, so so relate this so you did that happen like in a session or something? Or like, did you just happen to measure yourself? How did you know even to check to see if you got taller? Yeah, so so I was diagnosed with scoliosis, which is a curvature in my spine. And I actually, I also had a twist when I was in uh, junior high. And so I remember at that time, my mother had taken me to uh, a specialist and they monitored it over six month period to see, you know, if it got, if it, increased or gotten worse to the point that they would have to do surgery and luckily they didn't um and so I always noticed that you know my left shoulder was down lower than my right and then this would cause a lot of discomfort in my mid back so if I did a lot of dishes or um you know housework vacuuming or mopping or whatever I would get burning sensations of my muscles in my mid back okay and so it had been probably a couple weeks prior to this this significant change that happened in my spine that we were measuring the height of our children um, one night before bed. And so, you know, well, maybe you're the same as me, but, you know, I'm like, okay, I, I know I'm five, <laughs> either two and a half or three and a half. I don't know. I'm a half of something. So we had measured our children's height that particular evening. And so I said to my husband, okay, well, I want to get measured. So it was five, three and a half. So I remembered. So I knew that specifically. And uh, at the time I was working with a master healer and this was a a Thursday. I had gone and worked with him for the morning. Um, And what he was teaching me was the consciousness held in each specific vertebrae. So he taught me the concept And then we practiced on one another, releasing, again, what you're ready to let go of. And we practiced it on one another. And so that was a Thursday morning. So this was Sunday now, Sunday morning. And I was always aware of my spine because I would always um, run my, my hands down along my spine. 
Um, yeah. Quite often, just, you know, where is my spine? Where is the curvature? What is going on? Because I was very aware of all these muscle sensations in my body that, again, I'm like, I don't want to live like this, right? Yes. So I was very much aware of how my spine felt to me. So this Sunday morning, I was in the bathroom, and I was bent over brushing my teeth. I was, you know, spitting in the sink. And I was doing this. I was running my fingers down my spine. And I noticed that something had changed significantly. The the feeling of my spine was different. So I start calling for my husband, come up here, please. I need you. And I had him run his fingers down my spine and look at my back. Cause I'd often asked him to do this too. And again, him being the engineer, he's like, <laughs> <laughs> did he get out a measuring tape? <laughs> yeah. So, so he looked, <laughs> he looked at me, his head was kind of sideways and he's like, wow. He's like, it's not perfect. He's like, but it's definitely different. And I said, yeah, right. Like I was so, I said, okay, get the measuring tape out, come back up here. So he did. <laughs> he actually and did get a measuring tape. <laughs> I was serious. Wow. <laughs> so he, so he, he came up and he measured and I was five foot four, five, five foot four. No question. Wow. So he looked at it. I looked at it. I started jumping up and down and screaming like, oh, my gosh, this is like this is totally amazing. Yes. And then and then, of course, I checked myself three days later just to make sure. <laughs> it didn't go back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it didn't go back. <laughs> and I was I was still five foot four. That's incredible. Yeah. And this is you're relating this to the repressed emotions. So actually there's consciousness in each one of those vertebrae and that and that the work that you did actually related to uh I I, I can't even imagine what it's doing. It's releasing it and it allows you to stand taller for your sp I guess that's obviously your spine coming back more in alignment. Talk about a metaphor, being more aligned with your highest self, you you know, and literally <laughs> the physical alignment comes with it. Yeah, exactly. So if you can imagine, I mean, I was told back then that, you know, I, I wore my backpack, which I did in junior high on, on one shoulder because that was cool not to wear it on two. Right. And we wore, you know, we carried all our books like our backpack was heavy. So, you know, I was told that it was probably that that weight. And I'm not saying it didn't influence it. But what was going on with me at a deeper level, an emotional level, um, you know, put me out of balance, literally out of balance, which means it affected, you know, the muscles. So the muscles were tight and tensed on one area, which caused then the muscles on the other side of my, my spine to be stretched. So they were actually weakened because they were stretched. Right. And so by releasing these emotions in the body, then that brought more harmony. So the muscles don't have to tense up so far because I'm not in that state of, of trying to protect myself as much as I was before. Things are okay. Right. So then that tension lets go. That's fascinating. And then the bone, the bone shift. <laughs> yeah. That's Back. incredible that you can see a physical difference doing emotional work. Yeah. I oh, think, absolutely. yeah, I think that's, so that that's a, a fantastic example. I mean, we were just talking about, you know, so, so many people have anxiety. It, what are the patterns or problems that you're seeing with your clients? Like just in like general buckets, is that mostly what people are coming with is anxiety or they have like a specific illness that they're trying to heal? 
Well, you know, um, a lot of people will show up because they do have something going on, you know, in their physical body. And it's like, you know, I've tried everything, right? you know, gone everywhere, but nothing seems to work. So then it's like, well, what am, you know, what am I, what do I have to lose? And, you know, clients will come in with, like I said, a specific issue, but then when they actually start, you know, doing that beginning health history intake, and there's a lot of questions on emotions, like how how do you feel? Um, So yeah, anxiety comes up, worry, stress, Mm. depression, uh, you know, states of overwhelm, easily irritated, emotional, guilty. So, So they're coming with a physical ailment, but walking out, realizing they're looking in the wrong place. Would that be? Yeah, well, it's not, uh, you know, you're not just going to show up and be, well, I mean, it can also happen. (laughs) But you're not just going to show up and say, hey, you know, like I have this going on in my knee. I want my knee fixed. Like my my whole issue is my knee, you know, or my neck or or my digestive issues or whatever. And then walk out and be cured for that particular physical issue. Mm. And so it's always to be open, you know. It may come up, we may, you know, your energy may direct you exactly to your knee, for example, and it may not, but you need to just trust the process and trust that whatever does surface for this particular session is the most significant for you. Mm, Right. And so I have had clients who've come. So I've had, for example, I had a client who came and they showed up for their, For example, this one particular client had a a shoulder mobility issue. So a couple months previously, something had happened and she didn't know what it was. She couldn't remember, um, but caused a mobility issue with her shoulder. So she was no longer able to lift her arm up or go swimming with her child or lift her child in and out of the car seat. It changed her life and what she was able to do. And she had been going to physio for three, four months with no, no relief. Right. And so she came for a session and um, actually her shoulder did come up in the session. And the information that I was receiving was that there was a ligament out of place. Hence mm-hmm. medical intuitive. I was brought straight to this is a ligament out of place. And so consciously, I just asked the ligament itself, where would you like to be? How would you like to be positioned? Where do you want to move to? And this is so cool, Dana, but my, my hands, I'll hold them out in front of me and they literally begin to start moving in 3d. What, like, a, like they, is a vision you mean? Like you, no, or, so or hold, your physical hands are starting to move. Yeah. So again, I'm sitting with my eyes closed and so the, the, the client's energy, when I was asking about the shoulder, said, okay, it's a ligament. There's a ligament that goes up from the neck, down through the shoulder, and beginning into the arm. So this was the, the information coming to me. So I got the knowing, oh, it's a ligament. The ligament needs to reposition itself, much like my spine, right, needs yes. to realign. So I have my two, so my eyes are closed. My two hands are out in front of me, like, uh, maybe 10 centimeters apart, just if you were holding a, a regular size um, ball in front of you, okay? Okay. And so I just hold my hands out freely, 
and I'm imagining that my hands are the position of the ligament. And so I say, okay, well, how would you like to move today? Where would you like to be positioned? And my hands will actually, my hands will actually start moving, which is a reflection of this ligament inside this person's body. Wow. Until it stops. And then I get the feeling and the knowing that, okay, it's done. This is where it wants to move. So yeah. So then, so that's it. That's fascinating. So, so absolutely. So then I explained this to the client when the session's over. And so she went home. So it was about a week later, maybe 10 days later, I get a message from her. And she said, I have to tell you what happened since I've been there. She said it took two, three days. She said, I started feeling improvement in the mobility of my shoulder since the session. She said, then a week later, she said, I had full range of motion, full mobility in my shoulder, just like nothing ever happened. She said, I have to tell you, I was going to physio for three, four months without any improvement whatsoever. And she said, my physio therapist said that it was a ligament problem. I said, oh, how interesting, because your energy told me it was a ligament alignment issue. Mm. And so your, your energy knows exactly what needs to happen in your body for you to be in full health. Isn't that amazing? Uh, Yes. (laughs) I'm sitting here like (laughs) thinking that's fascinating. And it feels like um, another opportunity for people to explore, especially the people that say, I've tried everything. And, and I love this whole trust and intuition and going inward and empowering ourselves, you know? And, and I, and I love you. I love your statement, you know, empower ourselves to live our best life. If we don't do it, who will, yeah, <laughs> you know, think about that yeah, I, I love it. I love it that because I'm being a control freak. I, <laughs> I like to have control over things and the fact that, you know, I can actually rely on myself and uh, to, to help myself is, uh, is very empowering. Yeah, absolutely. It is. It's, it's the best news that I have ever heard. (laughs) I think that's a good note to end on. That's the best news I've ever heard. If people, if people want to get in touch, uh, with you, what is the best way to do that? It is through Facebook. Um, so my business is called inner flow energy healing. So you can look me up on Facebook um, if you want to go to facebook.com forward slash opening your awareness, you can find me that way. Um, but just send me a message on Facebook. I love hearing from people, um, you know, just taking even the time to connect and, and telling them about what I do and how it could possibly help them in their situation. So mm. Facebook is the best way um, to get in touch with me. So I'd love to hear from from yeah from anyone Mm. is there anything that we haven't touched on or anything that you wanted to mention as a wrap-up thought or did we cover it all (laughs) I know we probably could talk for hours I I recognize this is so (laughs) fascinating absolutely we can for sure um just something else I know we talked about you know listening to your body and getting quiet and so something that I would recommend for everyone is just to start 15 minutes of daily meditation Mm. Um, and that and that can look different for everyone you know it could be just 15 minutes of you know listening to your favorite song or 15 minute 
walk outside or gardening or or whatever. But I just recommend that everyone even start with just 15 minutes every day of being just with themselves so that, you know, that could look like laying laying on your bed, listening to a guided meditation, um, you know, yeah. or a walk outside, for example. Mm-hmm. But 15 minutes of guided meditation. Yeah. And everybody's worth 15 minutes, right? We're that, we're we're so worth it. Give yourself 15 minutes to calm yourself down and just be in your body. Yeah. And, Mm. and, you know, do that every day. Nice practice. Make it a, make it a priority. Mm. Yeah. That's the, the first thing. And then, you know, to know that, to know that you have a lot more, say or control over your life even your physical condition is is what you previously may have thought Mm. yeah a great note to end on thank you Kara Dawn for this uh, interesting and fascinating conversation I really appreciate your time oh absolutely my pleasure so so thank you so much Mm, um, for this conversation Dana Mm. it's uh it's definitely something that we all need to hear and, you know, be aware of. Mm. I'm walking away a, a little calmer right now. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome. That was such a great conversation. If you loved it too, subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss an episode. Please go to iTunes to rate and review this podcast. And if you want to continue the conversation, connect with Soul Sister Conversations on the Facebook and Instagram pages. You can also find me on Instagram and Facebook at Dana Lloyd Leadership, on Twitter at CoachDana underscore Lloyd, and of course on LinkedIn. See you next week.